when it comes to developing strong partnerships, this has always been the case for me. It is a relationship. Like you have to form a friendship and a relationship first to have like the most effective uh, partnership. Hello and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Ma, but I have a special uh, co-host, followers of the show will recognize, of course, but um, not as often as I'd like uh, <laughs> nowadays, but I'm joined by Chris Petrie. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Thanks, Jeff. You know, I always need a special invitation. I can't just show up. So <laughs> people don't see me because you don't invite me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm well, kidding. kidding listeners, kidding listeners. <laughs> well, whether Chris is here or not, we are always here to have those conversations and hear stories and anecdotes from real people in the real world talking about the realities, right, of business and life. So my guest today is Anthony Marinos. And since 2017, Anthony has led business development and creator relationships at Charity Water. He's been crafting and executing various partnerships and fundraising campaigns to help bring clean water to more people in need. He spent the earlier years of his career in marketing and sales roles at different startups, most notably Zipcar, before realizing that his talents would be better utilized at an organization dedicated to actually changing the world. Widely known by those close to him, which we'll test later, for his unshakable optimism and endless energy, Anthony is excited to see the day when every person on this planet has access to clean water once and for all. Welcome to the show, Anthony. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah, it's great to be on the show today with you and my old friend, Chris. Here we are. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> And what a bio. It's like I wrote it for myself or something. Oh, man. It's al almost, almost. Let's just see if you would, see if you catch the minor tweaks that I made. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I mean, let's get this out of the way. So, Chris, usually when I, when I invite you onto the show, uh, it's for good reason. So why are you here today, Chris? Yeah, well, so uh, sort of plot twist, you guys. Um, Anthony and I went to college together. Um, Surprise! Close friends, yeah, close friends in college, but more importantly, we had this shared experience where we were both on the freshman orientation program at our alma mater, the George Washington University, um, and that's how we got connected, and that's how we got close. Um, it was about thirty of us who sort of were representatives of the university to incoming freshmen, um, and it was the most, um, I think, critical summers of our college careers. But it just taught us so much just about leadership of this foundation. But I will just say personally, I also got to meet the parents of Anthony Marinos, who are <laughs> just as awesome, if not a little bit more awesome than he is. In the, <laughs> the funny story there, um, which is a little bit embarrassing on my part. So when we, we were actually roommates that summer, and Anthony had this uh, family photo of him, his sister, and his parents up and his dad had this like really intense mustache and, <laughs> and you know, his mom had that sort of 90s hairstyle um and you know i just started calling them stavros and helena because they were like you know this quintessential greek sort of statuesque <laughs> family 
<laughs> and I was around the room, I would call him Stavros and Helena. And he was like, I just hung with my mom. I was like, oh, tell Helena I said hi. I was joking. I didn't think that he would actually go back and tell them that I, <laughs> I made up nicknames for them. He did. And so they came to visit us and they introduced themselves as Stavros and Helena to me. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> so sorry. But they have stuck with that. They insist that I call them that. So now I refer to them as Stavros and Helena. Um, they love their names. <laughs> their names are Paul and Lynn. So hi, Paul and Lynn, if you're watching. <laughs> yeah, they they loved it. I know they loved it. And also that photo you're talking about is my favorite family photo. It's such a funny photo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so that's a little backstory about Anthony and I. But yeah, we were on this freshman orientation team, which, to be honest, solid team. Probably not the best from a leadership experience, exactly. but it was a great team. Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about that, Anthony, about that experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be really relevant to our conversation today, I think. But it was one of those things where the team bonded so well together. And I think we really understood what it meant to create the right types of relationships, really leading with love, but even with friendship before anything else. I think that's pretty common amongst students. Like, obviously, when you're thrown into a group, of people that are like-minded and your same age, that's gonna naturally happen that way. But yeah, exactly like Chris was alluding to, there was not the same type of sentiment from the leadership uh, that, you know, the faculty leaders and even, even our student leaders at that time, it was like pretty uh, odd power dynamic and uh, probably would have benefited what from this type of <laughs> podcast or the lessons in the book, you know? So yeah. 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 You know, we had some some early learnings about you know how to handle you know forgiveness but also when people make a mistake what do you do how do you not sort of treat them like they are you know second yeah. class citizens and and sort of create <laughs> yeah. environments where they're ridiculed and humiliated every chance that you get right like that was that was our environment but we still sort of banded together and you know some might call it trauma bonding but you know i thought <laughs> it was still effective bonding but we just became a really tight-knit crew, so much so that we are still in contact with each other today. We're a part of each other's lives. Um, I was just telling Anthony, I spent some time early this week with one of our other peers who was a part of it. He just had some twins. So, I mean, it's just, it created lifelong bonds, but it was unfortunately under the guise of not the greatest leadership um, or the great behaviors that leaders didn't model, um, but yeah. But how many monument tours have you done, Chris? <laughs> That's a, and that's a callback. That's a good example of like, we would get publicly, I think it's a great example of like how not to treat team members when maybe they haven't met your expectations is like, they were publicly shaming us for not taking uh, groups of students and their families on tours of the monuments. So they at were midnight. at midnight. <laughs> so that was a joke amongst us of, but how many monument tours have you done? It was like we were yep. getting very, very much like a what have you done for me lately attitude uh, in yep. in in kind of a shameful way, which was yep. is odd. Yeah, we each had to stand up individually and answer the question. You know, it wasn't just <laughs> it wasn't just a broad question. Like we literally each had to stand up and answer how many tours had we done the previous orientation. <laughs> And of course, the people who are early to bed, like me, are like absolutely zero. <laughs> but that was always optional. Like we were never required. It was never no. something 
something I agreed to do. It was an optional, like nice to do thing, but it was one of those environments where it was just like, wait, what? And so yeah. it became this like laughing joke among us that like whenever we saw each other, even after the orientation, I'm like, how many midnight morning tours did you do? Many, <laughs> have you done any? Did you do any? <laughs> it's kind of a good mantra that you can have yeah. with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it, go, ahead, Chris. go ahead, Chris. I was just going to ask, I'm, I'm really curious, like after we graduated, so Anthony, you know, went into marketing and by the way, Anthony was always the life of the party, no matter where he was, no matter what room he was in. So that optimism and energy has followed him ever since I've known him. And so I'm curious to know, like when you got into the working world and having that taste at GW, just in terms of that orientation program, what else, or what did you see in terms of the behaviors and now leading partnerships? Like what, what has helped you or what have you sort of avoided learning or repeating um, in your early career? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it was, it was almost immediate too that I witnessed stuff at, at Zipcar, you know, which was my first real job out of college where I was working there as a street team marketer uh, part-time when we were seniors. And then I moved right into a full-time marketing coordinator role and our uh, our boss, our GM for the DC area at the time was uh, really an amazing leader. Like he, he really, he led with compassion and love. And we had such strong personal relationships amongst our small team in the DC area, but he was also really irreverent. And, you know, that wound up getting him in a bit of trouble and ultimately him and Zipcar parting ways even early, like very early in my career. And I remember thinking like, man, I can't believe that this happens so often uh, that like, I'm, it's my first job out of school and I'm already witnessing someone who had such respect uh, and loyalty from his team get removed because he wasn't like playing by the rules or like was trying to push back on leadership. And it was definitely it was something that has stuck with me ever since. I, I like I I feel like I have that in my own family values also about opening, you know, not staying quiet, always trying to point out when things can be better or change and defending those that you are responsible for. I felt like he had done such a good job of that and was punished for it. Uh, but ultimately in the end, my my time there, like almost right away we the the new person that joined um she became a really close friend and an incredible leader as well so i was i felt very lucky that we replaced one good leader with another and it wasn't like we just got a uh some cookie cutter you know gm yeah. who was going to abide by all the rules she 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 arguably is maybe more irreverent than <laughs> the first boss so uh so i took a lot of lessons from them right away uh, as a new college grad. And I feel like it's continued to carry with me through everything I've done, yeah, for awesome. sure. And I know one of the things that I've always admired about you is that you have the right amount of levity that you bring into very awkward situations that make them less awkward. <laughs> and I know for me <laughs> personally, like that has always been my inspiration when I'm in those awkward situations, especially with clients. I just think like, what would Anthony do in this moment? <laughs> and what would he say? And I try and sort of like, 
you know, embody Anthony inside of those meetings and conversations. But it's just something that I've noticed and have always admired, you know, yeah. knowing you is that you just you have that perfect sort of just tip towards, you know, levity and it brings everyone back to a place of common, you know, good, but also the ability to empathize with one another, but or just take a break and yeah. sort of step back and 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 rethink what we are trying to achieve. I would bet that some of the senior leaders at the places I've worked would tell you that sometimes it's too much levity. <laughs> but I I think the best, uh, it's very nice of you to say, Chris, I really appreciate it. I mean, I've always felt that you should be yourself in everything that you do. And I never understood the idea of a work self versus a like a personal at home version of you. That never computed for me. That's always been the case. Uh, you know, I've been wearing high top sneakers to meetings with presidents of companies before it was cool. So, you know, like that's, I've never understood the dress code thing down to like your, your personality changing. It's like, you are who you are and that's what you should be in every situation. I think the, the area that it's most, uh, visible in for me still to this day are my out of offices. I'll have to forward you some of my out of office messages. Uh, Please do. Please do. To, yeah. Where it's like, it's personal, like they're personal. I actually tell you where I am, what I'm doing, why I'm there. And uh, the responses that I get from people are always like, wow, this was like amazing. This made me realize I need to go on vacation, like stuff like that. <laughs> so. I actually had no idea that you did that because there was a period, this was before Softway, where I would put creative out of office messages. I would like um, do a rundown of what happened on The Real Housewives that week so that in case you <laughs> missed it, like <laughs> what happened. I've, I've written lyrics and poems. I've like I've done so much. And it used to actually, it was more for, there was a customer that I worked with in London and I would do it specifically for them because they would always reach out and stay in touch with me, hoping to get an auto office message. That's so. <laughs> it's that's actually incredible. So I was in the U.S. It was like the only way to stay connected because I couldn't be visit them every single week. Yeah. Um, and so, and then they would forward my auto offices to their teams across the the company that they worked at. So it was it was the way that I built a rapport, even though I wasn't on the ground. I love that. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then my my CEO at the time told me to stop. So I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so that ended that. Oh, Anthony, because I don't know you as well, I'm feeling jealous right now, a little bit of FOMO. But um, uh, can you just, I mean, I'm always curious. I always want to know, you know, where you, your passion is today. Like, what what are you passionate about? Um, in life. Yeah. Well, I always like thinking about when my dad, he still kind of asked me this, but not as much anymore. But I remember when he asked me um, in college, like what my five-year plan was. And I said to have fun. And I feel like he was just like, like, was like, I'm so tired of this. Like, it's like, it's, and I was like, what other answer? But I was like, what other answer is there? You know? So when I think about what I'm passionate about or where, I, you know, where I get my passion from, honestly, when it, when I look at my current role at Charity Water, which I've been at Charity Water now since 2017, overseeing business development on the partnership side of things. So working with brands of all different shapes and sizes 
to uh, create partnerships that generate revenue and awareness for what we do. And I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here when I say my team would tell you the same thing, that I'm just so incredibly passionate about the org. It's one of our values, actually. And it's one that I think is the most important because if you don't have passion for what you do, who you're with, I, even the food that you're eating, it's hard to like pretend that you're enjoying it or um, being genuine in it. You know, it's why I've appreciated that these last, it's happened a lot more in these last few years where people are becoming or getting more comfortable with being honest when maybe they're, maybe they don't like the newest show that's out or, uh, you know, they don't have to pretend like, oh, I'm sorry, like, I don't like that album. You know, it's like being able to, <laughs> being able to admit what you are and aren't passionate about, I think is a huge benefit to the way, uh, the direction that we've been moving in. But I would say like, Charity water is something I'm hugely passionate about. Like being able to solve the water crisis in our lifetime is something I care so deeply about. I still am very passionate about having fun in everything that I do. Uh, you know, I just, I'm so passionate about life. Like I think that life is amazing, that most things are amazing if you have the right perspective. And it's uh, it's easy for me to become excited about something and stay excited about it because of that. Nice. Shout out to life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Passionate about life, baby. That's it. Yeah. Great answer. He's so, yeah, he's so passionate about life that I know that sometimes it might create what some might call procrastination. Do you want to talk about your, your wedding <laughs> invitation story? <laughs> yes, that we just, you know, maybe I'm having too much fun that I know that operational operational excellence is important. It is not my strong suit on the <laughs> that side of things, but uh yeah, we did we we were my wife and I both suffer from this a bit where like it was hard for us to rally around all the logistics of the wedding planning to the point that our guests were becoming disgruntled and wanting to know like what is happening? Like, where, where are we staying? We're like, guys, trust us. And so we wound up, we wound up making our wedding URL. We are procrastinators.com. Uh, and people didn't think it was real. And then they went to it and they were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you bought this. And they asked us, how is it still available? And we were like, well, I guess they never got around to buying it. <laughs> <laughs> So now we have and we own we are procrastinators.com and we feel like we're gonna use it for the rest of our lives to like one day. Like highlight, but like we can highlight um like a baby announcement that's a year late or something, you know, like being like, Hey, we realized we didn't tell you that uh we had a child, like here they are at one wouldn't it wouldn't it be more fitting if you never do anything with it? Yeah. <laughs> Actually. You're right. We should make a really good graphic that says like coming soon, you know, like give us a moment. We're still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so let, let's, let's talk about partnerships in particular, because yeah. I think, I think, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to it that people may not even understand. Like, can you like, or maybe even Chris, you can lead us off in like this topic in general. 
I mean, I, I, I'm interested to hear what Anthony has to say, but I know that in, in my world and what I've learned is that with partnerships, it does require relationship, right? It always starts from relationship for me. Yes. Um, and relationship starts with connection, right? So in a first meeting, I'm actually not looking to build a relationship right away. I'm looking to make a connection. Yeah. That's something I tell myself. But Anthony, I'm curious to know like your formula and or like your perspective in, in terms of partnerships. No, you, you nailed it. Like, so we, this is very relevant to the week I'm having because just yesterday I went to Boston College to speak to uh, some students that are members of a club there that supports Charity Water. And I was really excited to get to speak to them in person. And we had a really great like, Q&A after I, I gave them a presentation. And the first question that really stuck with me was uh, a student asked, what, is some, what are the skills, what are some of the skill sets that your team has that makes brands want to partner with you versus other uh, nonprofits? And like, not like how the organization is structured, but like, what are the skills that, you know, you need to have to be on Charity Water's team to be effective in those roles? And it came to me right away. It was like, oh, it's all about the interpersonal uh, skill set. Like we at Charity Water, whenever we ask our team, like, what's their favorite part about the organization? The mission is the is obvious, like everyone loves the mission, but it's the people that work at the org. We're all very like minded, like we have. Uh, different personalities, but we share so many characteristics that are are recognizable and people that are warm, welcoming, you know, uh, uh, friendly, uh, active participants in conversations, things like that. So when it comes to developing strong partnerships, just like you were saying, Chris, this has always been the case for me. It is a relationship. Like you have to form a friendship and a relationship first but to have like the most effective uh, partnership. And I have examples of it on both sides where you can just feel when someone is in it for the transactional element, and it just doesn't go good. Like it doesn't go well. It's like, it's off from the beginning, you know, uh, yeah. versus where when we have a relationship that starts perfectly and is centered around getting to know each other and maybe we're talking about like my wedding that's coming up or they're telling me a story about their kid and like all of a sudden we are developing this more personalized friendship and the the partnership is so easy to come from there because i think it's trust you're building trust and not in a way that's like oh you got me that invoice paid on time it's like no you're building trust <laughs> in a yeah. in a more familial way, like in a, in a, in a less like data driven way. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I agree. <clears throat> Jeff, do you have any thoughts? Have you I learned mean, anything? <laughs> have you I'm learned learning. anything that you do? <laughs> I'm learning a lot of things about you two for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously love is a business strategy. We're, we're talking about trust all the time. We're talking about relationships, but I know like for me personally, like sales, and, and, and marketing and these types of things um, um, have always been my, my, I guess, weakness, if you will. Like, I don't like feeling like I'm, I'm selling anything. And one of the things that I've been personally working on has been around focusing on relationships and really nothing else, um, no matter what context I'm trying to work in, and 
removing the element of like, oh, I need to close a deal or, you know, pitch something and just treating every single person I come across, regardless of context, with an element of like vulnerability and 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 just starting in that place. And that's what I'm 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 kind of resonating with in what you guys are saying in terms of you know, partnership is no different where it's if if you come with an agenda, uh, it's you know, humans are very attuned to picking up on like what you're like read between the lines and so just having that ability to be genuine and and coming forth with with you know no agenda for the most part um because i mean you schedule the meeting so the agenda already is known what is going on but you don't have to kind of just dive right in and, and and just sell um and so it's something that i'm personally still working on quite a bit so it's it's something that i aspire to kind of pick up more tips from you anthony on, on how to truly build some good partnerships yeah i think i mean it's we're in a way we're almost always selling something like you're selling yourself a lot when you're meeting new people or you're i i, I don't even know anymore I don't know how much that's already just blended into who I am. That's how it feels oftentimes. So like it's, there's a, a certain level of enthusiasm, even that goes into it. Like you're, you're demonstrating interest in the other person or the other company, the other entity in a way that isn't just in my case, like in charity waters case, it isn't just me being like how much money you're going to be able to donate. It's, it's also figuring out like, well, what works for you guys? And tell me more about like how your company got started or why did you, why are you reaching out about wanting to support us? Like, let's, let's find that common ground and like share those, um, those, you know, like-minded thoughts of, of why we should work together, you know? Um, but yeah, the, that's another piece of it is the enthusiasm mm -hmm. from both sides. Like you can tell when one is more enthusiastic than the other. And then it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, and it sounds like <clears throat> some of that enthusiasm comes from a place of curiosity. We're yeah. approaching with the desire to want to get to know and the commitment to stay in that conversation until you find out. Um, and I think sometimes that is not always present in certain sort of newly formed or um, potential partnerships where one side is just not curious about the other, which makes it harder. And it's like pulling teeth to get information. I love I love that you brought that up, Chris, because curiosity is something that I remember when I, I was younger in like you're trying to connect with different companies that maybe that you want to work for, you know, or uh, people that you would would hope to just chat with them to learn from them from like a mentorship space. And it can be challenging, like a lot of people's favorite word is no, or that they're too busy. And I found that even still, like there are oftentimes where there are brands that it were not the right fit for them from a partnerships perspective at the moment. But I'm so confident in like my ability, our team's ability that if we were to, if we were just able to establish a relationship where we have more of a personal relationship or friendship, um, and then later on something can happen, like that is such a good entry point. But it's hard to get them to say yes. It's why I, I personally try when we get reached out to by brands that are maybe too small or uh, like where they, they can't fund a water project just yet or they're just getting started. Or um, 
you know, students or even recent grads that want to talk with someone about, about charity water and they want to learn and hear, you know, get feedback on like how they're thinking about it. I try to say yes, as often as I can, because I know what it feels like to be on the other side where you're getting kind of stonewalled and you don't know why, uh, there isn't always a good reason. And I've had so many conversations with people where I'll go into it being like, okay, I really don't have time for this right now. Like I, I this is, this yeah. is going to take up 30 minutes that maybe I should be spending doing something else. And then I leave the conversation being like, that was incredible. Or we talk for an hour instead of 30 minutes. Uh, you know, that would be one of my recommendations too, for people is just like, you don't really know where opportunities are going to come from. And you have to have that curiosity, like you said, uh, yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah, agreed. When you were talking, it reminded me of a back in in college. There was this marketing project that I I did, and I chose the client was Seven for All Mankind. And this is like, <laughs> you know, the luxury at their market. peak, at their <laughs> yeah. peak, Seven at their yeah. peak. But it was still so new, so it was less than a ten year old brand at that time, right? And I couldn't find information anywhere, and I needed it for my marketing class. And so I would call the company directly. And I called like four times and got nobody, no, no, no one. And then a Friday evening, I'm walking to my dorm room and I pick up the phone, my cell phone, which was like a Motorola razor. Um, and <laughs> on the other side of it is the VP of marketing for seven for all mankind. Wow. And he spent an hour with me to talk through everything, all their strategy, That's their amazing. heritage, their, like every, like, and I was like, oh my God, like this, I was like, I can't believe you did this. And he was yeah. like, of course, I, he's like, I've been a student before. I know exactly what you're going through. Exactly. And it was just like the most amazing experience that I've ever had. And that reminded me, and what you just said, reminded me of like that small little yes that you give someone can carry them for a career even. It right? sticks with you, right? Yeah. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you'll always have that story. You'll always tell that story of like, wow, this person, like they did this for me. It, it's a great, it's also something that motivates you to want to pay it forward. At least that's what it does for me. Like I think about yeah. anyone that took time with me, mm -hmm. not just when I was younger, but even as I'm, when you're struggling to figure out what your next step is, you think about people that in, were willing to invest their own time or energy yeah. in chatting through something with you. It means mm -hmm. a lot. And it, yeah. it, uh, it certainly, results in just such so, so stronger relationships and better yep. better business you know yep. no because i bought a whole bunch of 17 <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny <laughs> and i was like do you like this accurate because you know the back pocket design is called an accurate which is what he taught me and i was like no i didn't know that was called an accurate they anyway. they knew what they were doing they knew they were going to sell some jeans <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's an hour of the vp of marketing's time and they got some sales out of it you know <laughs> All right, coming up on our allotted time, uh, Chris, do you have anything else or Anthony, anything else to add before we close this out? What do you think, Chris? My thing is just to, one, thank you, but also just to tell everyone that one of the things that I feel Anthony does extremely well, aside from, of course, bringing levity into situations, but I think you are a great connector and you've always been welcoming and inclusive of everyone who comes into your orbit. Um, and I've known that about you since we were in college. And I think that it, if someone were to come and tell me that Anthony yelled at me, I was like, you did something. <laughs> like, I, 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 I would immediately assume they were the enemy, right? Like it's that serious for me. Like that's the way I see the way that you carry oh, wow. yourself. 
Um, and so I think that I'm just one glad that you're able to join, but I'm just proud of all the things that you've been doing in your career, but also to see what you're doing inside of Charity Water, which is an amazing organization and that's changing the, the impact of the world really, especially when it comes to the water crisis. I just, I'm just proud to be on this call with you today. So that's all I wanna sort of- Wow. I don't know how am I supposed to follow that up? I mean, <laughs> Jeff, he really got me with that, but it, it's I appreciate that. It's also it's it, I'm I'm hoping that listeners can tell like that we just have a love for each other that comes from, you know, so many years of friendship now. Some horrifying number probably at this point, you know. <laughs> uh like what 18 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, so yeah. we uh but That's it's what? I would say the same thing about Chris and even that we clearly share these common uh, these, these common viewpoints about what it means to build relationships and you know leading with love in everything that you do including business obviously which is which is the main theme here of everything that you guys do but uh yeah it's I've always felt like maybe that comes from when you're growing up and everyone everyone was in middle school at some point <laughs> everyone knows what it's like to feel left out or on the outside and it's such a like bad feeling so if you when you have the ability as you grow up to not allow for people to feel that ever again or at least you can control how you're making those people feel i've always wanted to do it in every aspect of life like it isn't about just my friendships my personal relationships but at work like how can you help include some of your colleagues who are maybe less involved in a project but you can tell like they would love someone to ask them a question um you know i think about that with like interns sometimes too it's like you have interns in a meeting turn to them and ask them what they think like they might be shocked in the beginning and then they're like wow this is cool like you guys actually want me here it's like yeah that's why we it's why we have you in this meeting it's not just to like take notes um and i think that's something we do a lot with our partners it's like we we ask them a, a lot of questions we want to welcome them in welcome their perspectives in uh and it's it's worked out really well for us so far and hopefully We'll continue to see the type of growth that we've experienced at Charity Water and uh, ultimately see the water crisis end in our lifetimes. That'd be amazing. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been a blast. Chris, thanks for um, being invited. <laughs> <laughs> for being invited. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. It's, uh, <laughs> it was so nice Just, to be invited this time. I'll, I'll let this episode stand as a record to show that you have a standing invite to this. <laughs> if you go back to our early episodes, he was in every single one. So he left. <laughs> I didn't kick him out. Um, just saying. Uh, but no, all, all jokes aside, it was great. Uh, it was great being present for you guys connecting on here but also feeling much closer to you anthony as well because you, you really are living up to the hype of uh <laughs> un, of unshakable optimism and endless energy as someone once wrote <laughs> i'll take it thank you guys so much thanks for having me on here and and uh you know again we we just we'd never be able to do the kind of work that we do without this type of interest and support uh, in, in our mission. So just thanks again for helping spread the word and appreciate everyone that's listening. Absolutely. To our listeners, 
um, we'll, we'll drop a link for Charity Water in the notes for you if you want to uh, get involved. But um, as always, appreciate your support. Thank you for listening and, and tuning in. If you haven't checked out our book yet, we'll say it every time. Love is a business strategy. You can find it on Amazon and other places. Um, but please do check it out. Tell your friends. Subscribe, like, uh, rate. Do all the things. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, thanks a lot. And we'll see everybody back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>